0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penklerz, and joining me as
1: always, Michael Corbyn. Michael, how are you? Emmanuel, Origin Eve. Are you excited? State origin of Origin Eve. I wish, I wish that we could celebrate Origin Eve for what it is—the day before the State of Origin series kicks off. But Emmanuel, today, big headlines. Two coaches sacked the day before Origin. When we're supposed to be celebrating the best part of our game, we have to talk about the worst parts of our game. And unfortunately, Nathan Brown and Michael Maguire are now gone as coaches of the Warriors and the Tigers, respectively. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I know it was like a bit of FOMO effect
0: going on. I feel like where one club wanted to do it, so the other one got involved. I, I don't know. I, I, I just I've got a couple of thoughts. Nathan Brown was signing up to coach the New Zealand Warriors. Now, as I understand it, they are based in New Zealand, uh, which means at some point he was probably going to have to go to New Zealand and base himself there to coach this side. I understand circumstances change, but at the same time, it is part of the job description that you're going to live in New Zealand to undertake that role. So I think it's a it's a pretty. If I'm a Warriors player, I was just, I was just thinking about this before we, we got on air, Mike. Like uh, if I'm a Warriors player, I'm I'm pretty exasperated by the fact that the coach suddenly does not have the appetite to move to a different country for the purposes of his work, despite the fact that that's what those players have had to do for the better half of two years and base themselves somewhere that they didn't want to be. I think it. I think it's it's uh, a bit of a slap in the face to them and everything that they've just had to go through. That's my opinion on that one. It might be a bit savage. Uh, in terms of Madge, I, I think very highly of Madge, um, it's clearly, it's, it's, it's a results business and um, clearly he wasn't getting the, the the traction with the players, but who are they going to replace him with? What What's the alternative? Who better out there than a premiership winning coach? I guess it's going to be a Flanagan or a Paul Green or someone, but um, I don't know. I, I'm surprised.
1: Yeah. So uh, I agree with you on the Nathan Brown issue. Now he came out apparently yesterday, And said that he's not willing, he has one year left on his contract after this one. And after that, he was not willing to commit long term to New Zealand. I don't know why you would sign up as a coach to the Warriors if you're not willing to commit to New Zealand. I agree with you. It is a slap in the face to the players. Uh, We saw Matt Lodge do this about uh, two weeks ago, saying, I don't want to commit to New Zealand. Well, then why are you signing with the Warriors? Makes no sense. You're there, you're basically there for a paycheck. And then when it suits you, you want out. And as a head coach, that is an awful message to send to your players. Um, I think what happened was uh, he heard the reports and the rumours that they needed to win six of their next 12 games. So six uh, half of the remaining games this season. And the way this team has been going, he thought maybe that's not possible. The writing's on the wall. I'm going to get out now while I can. Now, Michael McGuire, this one has been going around for a year and a half, two years now, and it, we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting, and over four years of coaching at the club, the team has regressed each season. This is always going to happen. He, he was given the ultimatum of you needed to be – the Tigers believed that the, uh, the Tigers head office and board members believe that they needed to be on 10 competition points – heading into the buy round uh, to have a possibility of making the finals and the Tigers do not have 10 competition points and therefore Michael Maguire, they've, they've evaluated the situation and sacked him. Look, I, I think Madge is a okay to good coach. I don't think he's excellent. I think he's an okay to good coach. I just think that this situation was never going to work. Uh, they haven't recruited well. Which is funny because next year they actually have some decent players coming in key roles, um, but look, I, yeah, I don't know who's going to take over. I know they want Cameron Sorraldo, uh Shane Flanagan's name. He's going to put his name in the ring. So now there's there's three teams jockeying for, for looking to hire three new head coaches. So we'll see where teams move. You know, maybe Michael Maguire goes to the dogs or the Warriors. I can't see Nathan Brown getting a job in the NRL again. His track record is pretty awful. Um, and Trent Barrett, I don't see him getting another head coaching job in the NRL for a while either. So look, Michael Maguire, he could land on his feet and be a head coach somewhere. Not sure. The other two. So I reckon I reckon we'll be seeing definitely two new head coaches come next season.
0: Yeah. I yeah. So Brett Camole is going to be the interim coach at the Tigers and at Stacey the Jones. Warriors. It's going to be Stacey Jones. Yet, uh, yeah, I imagine the Bulldogs an interesting one. Um, he's definitely a, a kind of coach that they would need, but he's not a bulldog by DNA. So that might rule him out of that one. But incredible. You're right. On the eve of origin, why are we talking about this? Why yeah, why exactly. is this even being discussed? We want we uh, wanted to
1: jump straight into Origin Talk to you tonight. And that's not possible because there's bigger headlines. And that's like we Trent Barrett got fired the day after magic round, a week where we sell the weekend where we celebrate the club game at its highest during the during the regular uh the you know the home and away season. And then the eve before origin, we get another two coaches fired. It's not a good look for the game. It's not what we should be prioritizing. We should be celebrating the game rather than talking about the bad parts. So, yeah, unfortunate. But I think we leave it at that and we get into origin. Emmanuel? Yep.
0: I'm with you. Okay. So we put the call out today for some predictions on margin, first try scorer, man of the match, and any late changes. Yep. Uh, so Jimmy Stav. The Great man, his one response to all of them was Cobbo. Uh, <laughs> so I back it. He's probably going to be first try scorer potentially. Um, for PNT, New South Wales by t- 10, first try scorer, Tupo Man of the Match, Cleary. Uh, late change will be Crichton in for Whiten. And for um, from Hetero, Blues by four, Jerome Luai to score two or more tries. Oh, that's audacious. Uh, and Cleary for Man of
1: the Match. Sounds Some like, very... sounds like, sounds like Hetra has a multi going. Um... I was going to say. <laughs> uh... wonder what that's yeah. saying. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I, I, a bit audacious. Mike, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow?
1: Okay, so let's go. So tomorrow, I think New South Wales wins. Okay. Queensland have not won in New South Wales since 2017. Yeah. So as much as we talk about Suncorp being this cauldron that New South Wales struggled to win in, remember last year we won up there, right? Yeah. They have not won down here in five years since 2017. Yeah. So I think we get the job down done down here. I do. I do expect Stephen Crichton to start at centre and Jack White to come off the bench. It's what we thought would be the case when the teams when the squad was announced. Uh so yeah, I think Crichton will start. And my player for the match, and my player for the series, Emmanuel. I'm tipping my. I'm tipping the New South Wales Blues to win the series two one. My player yep. for the series has been the best player in the competition this season, the most informed and most influential person on the best team in the competition this season, and that is Isaiah Yeo. Yeah, that's who I think will be mad of the match. Uh,
0: okay. For me, I think New South Wales win tomorrow night. I think they win by four points, uh, but I think Queensland win this series. Um, I think New South Wales, New South Wales are genuinely going to struggle uh, with the fact that they are missing uh, Tommy Turbo and Latrell in the centres. I think it's a lot of playmaking. It's a lot of strike power that we have really taken for granted. Uh, in recent times, and I think New South Wales will win game one and they will be hamstrung by their success and will be afraid to make changes uh, to their centre pairings.
1: Well, look, Latrell, I think, is all but ruled out for game two because he now, and we're going to get into this later, he has COVID now, so he's not going to be able to play this week. He's coming back from a hamstring injury uh, with COVID, so can't train might not be able to play round 15. And if he can't play round 15, you can't pick someone who hasn't played in 12 weeks. So I don't yeah. think he will play Origin Two either. And look, if we lose Origin Two, that's when you can make the call and be like, okay, latrell has got a couple games under him. Now we can bring him in.
0: Yeah. Well I I I think that genuinely think that the centers are going to end up being a problem for the blues. Um if they play them as they're named, if they play them as they're named. I think Wyton is there because he has the origin experience uh, and it would be an even greater risk to, to have Stags and and Crichton start. But I, I genuinely think that the Queensland team is, is very impressive. It's a very impressive team. Um, I appreciate that the New South Wales team is the nucleus of the Penrith team, but there, there is a lot of um, players for New South Wales um, who are selected from clubs that that are that are travelling okay, but not very well. And I'm talking about um, Cook, Murray, Teddy, who are all in quite good form, but their clubs are not at their best. Whereas um, for Queensland, I think that just the the winning success that's currently at the at the um, the Storm and the. Broncos and the Cowboys uh, is going to be something that that will probably um, bring Queensland home.
1: Yeah. Look, I think Queensland is named a very strong set team. And I think I mentioned last week, I don't think this will be anywhere near as lopsided as it was last series uh, last year. I, yeah, I just think that when it comes down to it, the, the players that are in the spine for New South Wales, Teddy, Cleary, Luai, Cook, and then you add Isaiah to that, who I think is so important. And I cannot stress this enough how good he has been this year. I think that's what gets us over the edge. I think these guys are big game players now. There's a there's a bit of inexperience <laughs> on this Queensland team. I know their spine has been around a few for a few years now, but I just think that this, Queen, this New South Wales team, you might say that the centres aren't, you know, they're new, but so some of you know. Selon Cobo and Xavier Coates don't have a ton of experience. I know they're on winning teams, but they haven't played in big games yet. Whereas Stephen Crichton has played in big games. Katoni Staggs hasn't, but he's in the exact same situation. He's got a bit more experience than Selon Cabo. So yeah, I'm I'm not as dubious about the pen uh, the the set of pairings, and I think that you know these guys will come out and will perform.
0: Uh, we haven't even touched on the coaches yet, Mike, but I, I think that the, the Queensland coaching staff, Billy, JT, Cam Smith, uh, Josh Hanna, uh is, is a significant, significant boost uh, to Queensland's morale and, and and the Queensland spirit, which was so lacking uh, last season. So um, I think that also really will help. It's, it's a team that Queensland can get behind. So. Uh, I do expect the Blues to win game one, but I think um, after, you know, a couple of notches under the belt, I, I do think that um, it will go to a decider uh, in, at Suncorp, uh, which is dangerous territory for New South Wales.
1: Yeah, of course, you don't want to be playing game three, a decider up in Suncorp, but wouldn't be the first time we've won up there over this run. Um, but every, everything that we've heard from the media is that Billy is doing an outstanding job, He's made for this role as Origin coach, and he's so meticulous and thought out in his game plan and the team that he's picked. I get it, right? But he is a first-time coach, has no yep. coaching experience. So, you know, as much as the Queensland media might be hyping up Billy, let's let's see what happens first. I'm this Blues team is a good Blues team. I know it's missing Latrell and Turbo. I get that. But there's still some there's still some strike in this team. Yeah. All right. So two-one from both of us. You've gone Queensland. I've gone the Blues. I didn't say I think the Blues will win by it'll be close. I think it'll be two to four points tomorrow. It's gonna to be a very tight, really physical game, I think. Uh played played up the middle, and then your wing, yeah, your edges are gonna, you know, finally open up towards the end of the game when fatigue starts to set in.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a pretty fast track. It's been um, very dry and windy in Sydney uh, and quite cold as well. So expect a pretty quick track.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, That is our origin preview, and we will recap game one next week. Uh, In the meantime, there is another round of football in between uh, now and the next time we podcast as well, Emmanuel. Do we want to go through round 14 of the NRL competition?
0: Yeah, let's run through it. Now, of course, all the team lists are subject to how uh, players go uh, tomorrow night. Uh, it is quite a condensed round in that the games are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it should be interesting. Um, okay, the first game is on, is it Friday night?
1: Yeah, Friday at seven uh, 7.50. 7.50, yep. Yeah. Okay,
0: so the Cowboys host St. George. So Todd Payton uh, has named the same 17 as last weekend um, that did the job against the Titans. Um, Holmes, Nanai, Dearden and Cotter have all been named in the reserves but, but will be assessed on Thursday. Ben Hampton and Brendan Elliott stepped up against the Titans and have been named again pending uh, Holmes and Dearden's availability. Um, should Cotter back up, then Lukey will refer to the bench um, for the Dragons, just the one change to the team that beat the Dogs a couple of weeks ago with Sullivan joining the bench and Fui Maiono dropping out. Ben Hunt and Tarek Sims have been named to back up from Origin while Sua and Maguire are listed among the reserves as they close in on returns from injury. Ravalawa is at least another week away.
1: Yeah, uh, even even without the guys from Origin, I still think the Cowboys get this done up at up, up in Queensland. Uh Short turnaround for you know it's I know it's a short turnaround two days from origin but I expect some of these guys to back up and play again uh, so I could see you know unless there's some serious injuries I could I almost expect most of these guys to play on third, on Friday night uh, yeah I'm tipping the Cowboys at home yep um,
0: okay Saturday afternoon the Titans host Souths at 3 p.m. Uh, For the Gold Coast, Jaden Campbell's set for a lengthy stint on the sidelines with a hamstring. So Brimson moves to fullback and Turner will make his club debut at 5'8". Corey Thompson's out, um, replaced by Greg Marshew, while Patrick Herbert comes in for Isan Masters. Tino's been named at lock to back up, uh, pushing Isaac Liu to prop and Mo Fodawaka to the bench for Souths. Murray and Arrow uh, take part in Origin. Um, And so does Cook And they have three days to get over bumps and bruises Uh, Totola returns from a head knock at prop Nichols moves to the bench And Shaq Mitchell's dropped out Pete Mamazellos has been named uh, On the interchange And Tuff is 18th man Milne has been moved to centres in a swap with Paulo who goes to the wing Uh, Depending how much Defending New South Wales does I wouldn't be surprised if um, Cook Is rested for this game
1: to be honest yeah, Murray as well, who was, was coming off a shoulder injury. It's going to be interesting to see if both of them play. Um, regardless, again, if neither of them do play, I'm still tipping Souths considering how poor the Titans have looked the last few weeks.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, the big game. Saturday afternoon, Roosters host Melbourne at the uh, SCG. So Teddy's been named to back up and Manu's to the centres and they climb into the reserves. Uh, Tupo and Lindsay Collins have also been named. Fletcher Baker reverts to the bench. Saluka Fafita drops out. Jared was late withdrawal from the Raiders game uh, with a hamstring injury and remained sidelined. For so the Storm, Big Nelson is set to return from a knee injury in a boost for, the, for them, uh, while Harry Grant's been named to start after missing round 12 due to an adductor. Kamikameha and Brandon Smith revert to the bench. McDonald is back. Munster Cafusi, Coates, and Grant will have three days to recover from origin.
1: Good game, this one. Yeah, it will be a good game. Uh Jared is so and you mess, you messaged it to me during the camera game. Jared is so important to us. And yeah. having him out as a late pullout is a big blow. He his go forward, his leadership is so important in the middle. Um, this is I I am torn with this. I My heart obviously says Roosters, but I'm very close to leaning Storm and tipping Storm in this one just because I just think we're lacking a bit of creativity, especially with Jared and Victor both out. Our dummy half has been a problem for us all year. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I'll tip the Roosters, but I don't feel good about it. I would expect that you would tip the Storm in this game. Uh, interesting to see if Harry Grant plays, obviously had that doctor strain, had the flu as well, came into camp late, uh, coming off the bench though, so he might not get a huge amount of minutes in game one. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he backs up. I, I would expect Munster to be fine and everyone else as well. Kafusi they normally play straight after Origins as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tipping I'm- roosters, but I don't feel good about it.
0: I, I think for the roosters, really, Teddy's going to be the key because without um, without Jared, he really helps sort of carry the team forward. They just looked a bit lost. Yeah. Uh, Look, Lindsay, yeah.
1: Lindsay Collins as well is it does help out go forward as well. So yeah. missing two, missing our two starting props wasn't great, and then you know other things. But yeah, I just yeah. Jared's, I think a couple of years ago, the percentages came out when Jared was on and off the field. Uh, when Jared did and didn't play, and we win 80% of games when he plays, and it's something like 40% of games when he doesn't. So, big, big influence on the, t- on the team.
0: Yeah. Uh, nice. Mike, Saturday night, this is going to be a spicy contest. It's um, Broncos hosting Canberra at Suncorp. Uh, 2 informed teams, uh, big forward packs uh, should be a good one. So for Brisbane, Reynolds has been named to return. Uh, Mam moves to 5'8", and Tyson Gambles out with lower leg soreness. Capewell's set to be rested. Uh, Rabuddy's named in his place. Haas and Staggs and Cobbo and Carrigan are all in the 17, uh, pending how they come through origin. Rappan has one-game banned for a dangerous contact, sees Schiller join the starting side on the wing. Origin, Rep, Whiten and Papali have been named to play, uh, pushing Frawley to the reserves and Horsburgh to the bench. CHN returns on the bench,
1: so Mooney goes to the reserves. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think Canberra have won more games without Jack Whiten this year than they have with Jack Whiten. I'm tipping the Broncos up at home. Uh, Yeah, I just think that At the moment, they're travelling a bit better. They've been beating good teams, and I'm still unconvinced about Canberra's form. Still unconvinced. Okay. Uh, Sunday
0: afternoon, the Tigers host Manly. Uh, Brett Kamali named his side for this one this afternoon. Nofaluma returns on the wing for his first game since round eight. Little uh, is back from a head knock. Jock Madden grabs a spot on the bench and Brown goes to 18th man. Dewey is closing in on a return, but he's been held back for another week. Uh, and for Manley, DCE has been named to back up from origin. So four and returns at 5'8", and Schuster reverts to the bench. Lawton will miss the remainder of the year with a knee injury, which is um, a bit unlucky for him. Not much football uh, after the Canmar incident as well. And Paseca made a successful return from um, a knee injury in New South Wales Cup. It's been named at 18th man, but there's no sign of Ben Trebojevic.
1: Yeah, just on form alone, I'm going to pick the Seagulls. Team's coming off a fired Coach. Been in the media all week. I love everything that I'm hearing out of the Tigers and Manly put in a good performance, even without Daly Cherry Evans on the weekend given it was against a awful, awful Warriors team. Uh, But, yeah, I'm tipping Manly, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. So Sunday afternoon, Knights host the Panthers. Uh, And a boost for them, Kurt Mann's been named to return from an ankle injury uh, with Phoenix Crossland to the reserves. Jacob Saifidi moves into the starting side to be replaced by Daniel uh, who's out with a knee injury. Leo Thompson comes onto the bench. Ponga and Gagai have been named to back up, and Hoy is listed amongst the reserves and could slot in at fullback. For Penrith, Cleary, Martin, Yo, Crichton, Topo, and Lui have all been named by Coach Cleary to back up from Origin 1. Uh, the only change to the squad that beat the Cowboys is Eisenhuth earning a spot on the bench ahead of Lanieu, and Sean O'Sullivan, Falls, and Smith are listed amongst the reserves and could step up. If any of the Blue Stars are arrested or pick up an injury,
1: yeah. So, look, there's they get four, five days to rest up and recover. Yeah. Most of these players will play. And that being the case, you, even without all those players, I'd still tip Penrith to beat the Knights because it's Penrith and they destroy teams.
0: Yeah. And it, it's, it's not much travel compared to, um, uh, to what you typically expect for pen revider. So because of the no. season, so it should be fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sunday night, the Warriors, who have also sacked their coach, are hosting the Sharks in Redcliffe. Uh, Stacey Jones has taken over as coach, and Josh Curran's been named on the bench for his first game back after six games out with a knee injury. While Louis also joins the bench. And Otacolo and Penne make way Uh, for the Sharks. Jesse Ramian returns from suspension. Connor Tracy moves to 18th man. Wade Graham's listed amongst the reserves. And Finucane is still a couple of weeks away. Um, Sharks have been patchy, but Warriors have been absolutely woeful.
1: And remember last time these guys played, Warriors uh, were up 13 to 11 in terms of players on the field, and the Sharks still beat them. Uh, so I'm tipping the Sharks. I think that the mind games in this one alone give the Sharks the edge and they should be good to go. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then, ah oh, Mike, I forgot it's a public holiday. So Monday, it's actually Monday games again. over four days. Yeah. yeah. So Monday afternoon, uh, Cracker, two old rivals. The Dogs host the Eels at a core stadium. Uh, for the Dogs, Avril has been named a fullback and Corey Allen in the centres, uh, which is how they took the field last week. Um, after their swap uh, Tavita Pangai is listed amongst the reserves and could be a late call up after missing two games with the back injury. Luke Thompson remained sidelined after being a late withdrawal from the Panthers game and Dufty is listed as 18th man for the Eels. Sivo's recovered from a knee reconstruction and will play his first game since round 23 last year. Uh, so Wonga Blake moves to the centres and Opachek drops to 18th man Pennicini suffered a head knock in round 12, but is good to go. Madison Paolo and Campbell Gillard have all been named and have four days, five days, to recover from the rigours of Origin 1.
1: Yeah, eels for me. You know, easy one. Sibo might (laughs) score a hat-trick this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, could be a good return for him. Look, Bulldogs have shown signs in attack. Their defence is still a big question mark. Uh obviously we're not expecting much out of them this year. You just want to see areas where they can improve a little bit and they've shown flashes. Matt Burton is a talented football player. I like the move of Avarillo to fullback. Uh, but the Eels just they're, they're going to be too good.
0: Yeah. Uh so going through Michael's tips, Cowboys uh to pip the dragons south to win on the Gold Coast the Roosters to beat Melbourne at the SCG, the Broncos to beat Canberra, Manly to uh, continue the Tigers' woes, uh, Penrith to get it done in Newcastle, the Sharks to beat the Warriors, and Parramatta uh, to make the Bulldogs lose again.
1: That's it. That's it? That's it. Excited for tomorrow night, Emmanuel. I love Origin. Oh, it's so good. How good is Wednesday night football? I just, I just, the, I can't, and I hope it happens this year. I don't know if he's on the commentary team or not, but Gus's intro always gets me going. It just, it hypes you up so much when he's walking along the field and it's, it's dark and it's just the light on him uh, just gives me, it gives me, gives me goosebumps. I love it. I love it. Uh, And
0: one thing, Mike, that we haven't touched on that actually broke last Wednesday, Uh, was the retirement of Ray Warren. Oh,
1: yes, of course. He's
0: been the voice of Rugby League for an incredibly long time. Uh, Ray Warren's retirement has been talked about for so long, Michael. I remember thinking I would be so upset if Ray Warren retires before I see Souths win a premiership. So uh, (laughs) Souths won the premiership, and I think I know Ray Warren's commentary from about the last 20 minutes of that grand final
1: off by is that, heart. Is that all? Uh, <laughs> sorry, did I say 20? I don't, think, I, don't I, think I, don't, I don't think I've ever been to your house and that hasn't been on. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we actually have a
1: dedicated television for it. Uh, but
0: he he was brilliant. Um, and I think anyone that's seen their team have any success, uh, the memories that are implanted, the vision that they see will always, of course, um be capped off with Ray Warren's voice. Uh, I'm, I know, Mike, you've got 2 13, 18 and 19. For me, 2014 is just so special and Ray Warren's touch on it is just incredible. Uh, and even last year, he his last game that he commentated was, was the South's game and I'll probably never watch that game ever again in my life, but if I ever do it, would be nice to know it's the last game that he ever commentated.
1: Crichton seals a win. I just remember it vividly. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> What a robin did, um, but yeah, yeah, the voice of rugby league, been in the industry for 57 years. 90, unfortunately, 99 origin games. Emmanuel couldn't make it 100, but he's leaving on his own terms. He didn't think that he could, you know, he he hasn't commentated the game this year, didn't think that he could come in and you know, deliver on the biggest stage in rugby league. And fair enough to him, he goes out on his own terms, excellent career. And the most, yeah, the most iconic moments in rugby league have been called by him. And, yeah, it's going to be sorely missed because he, as you know, some of the commentators now, they're quite good. None of them are Ray Warren. Ray Warren in his prime is one of the greatest voices in all sports. He's done racing. He's done swimming. I, I just remember him calling the Olympics in... 2000 and uh, 2004 when, you know, I was, I was a huge swimming fan and Thorpe winning I'd, all these memories stick out to me. So yeah, Ray Warren has been yeah. a big part of my sporting, uh, my sporting life and he's going to be very, very dearly missed.
0: Yeah. So for anyone uh, who does what I do and just randomly gets on YouTube to watch these sort of things, uh, Ray Warren's commentary of Susie O'Neill breaking the world record in swimming is one of yeah. the most, Extraordinary videos, uh, yeah. you will ever watch. Um, I w- also, uh, I remember last year, Mike. Do you remember in lockdown, someone came out with a remix of Ray Warren's commentary as a as a, as a, as a single? Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. sure if you remember. And I just so in my head from a section of it is ingrained Thorpe Hackett, Thorpe Hackett, Hackett, Thorpe, Thorpe Hackett. So, yeah. um, amazing, uh, sorely missed. The other thing, and I know I've plugged it already, stories of origin. The podcast series, great podcast series, but it also has a lot of Ray Warren's commentary in it if you enjoy it. So, um,
1: yeah. Obviously, obviously some huge moments. I got sent one today uh, just from oh, 2000, what was it, 2018 when Ferguson to, Ferguson to Tedesco to win the game, game three on the buzzer. Like just moments like yeah. that. Obviously there's yeah. been a lot of heartbreaking ones where Lockyer takes the intercept off Josh Hodgson, all these moments, they, yeah. they ring true and stick into your head. Yeah,
0: Brett Hodgson. And Brett Hodgson's other big moment that I always um, remember with Ray Warren commentaries, when Talos dragged Talos in like 25 <laughs> metres to the side, me. yeah. by Talos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's enough Ray
1: Warren imitation from me. Um, yeah, I will not be doing any impersonations. Um, yeah, let's leave it there, Emmanuel. Excited for tomorrow, as I've said many times on this podcast, and we will be back next week. Yeah, up the blues. Up the blues. Uh, And one last thing, Emmanuel, how good is rugby league? How
0: good is rugby league? Thanks, Michael.